Vengan todos a la venta para amigos y familiares de JCPenney hasta el domingo. Usa el cupón de 30% extra en la tienda y llena tu carrito con estilo y ahorros. Y obtén hasta 60% de descuento en joyería fina y de moda. Además, ahorra hasta 40% en ropa elegante para toda la familia. Compren juntos y luzcan de lo mejor este otoño. JCPenney, vale la pena. Selección de estilos, aplican exclusiones. Cupón y oferta de ropa válidos hasta el 8 de octubre. Oferta de joyería válida hasta el 22 de octubre. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com. One of the cruelest consequences of addiction is that it often robs its victims of their character and turns loved ones into people we don't know. On today's case, Mr. Reed says his fiance's drug and alcohol addictions have been slowly taking over their lives for the last seven years. He says he's watched Ms. Jones go from a bubbly friend, lover, and partner to an erratic liar, cheater, and thief. Mr. Reed says he cannot trust his fiance and suspects that she is still using, even though she claims she's been clean for the last year. Mr. Reed says that as much as he loves Ms. Jones, this is her last chance to prove to him that she loves him and their life together more than the drugs and alcohol she's addicted to. Let's hear their case. Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Starr presiding. Your Honor, this is the case of Reed versus Jones. Thank you very much. Mr. Reed, Ms. Jones. Mr. Reed, you're in court today because you say drugs and alcohol have ruined your relationship. You say Ms. Jones promised to get sober but has failed to do so. You are fed up with Ms. Jones's bad behavior and you're prepared to walk away from this relationship. Yes, Your Honor. And, Ms. Jones, you're here today to prove that you've been clean and sober for a year now. You admit to your past mistakes and say Mr. Reed doesn't give you enough credit for changing your life. You say you're willing to do what it takes, even if that means taking a drug test to save this relationship. Yes, Your Honor. Okay. There's a lot going on between you all, together for the last seven years, living together for six years. Although you have no children together, you have five children, Ms. Jones, and... Mr. Reed, you have five children, and four of your children actually live with you all. Yes, Your Honor. But you say the addiction is what brings you to court today. Yes, Your Honor. Talk to me. I'm here in divorce court today because I'm in love and I'm also in trouble. I'm here to give my fiance a proposition. See either she goes to rehab or she can give me the ring back. I'm tired of her lies, her disappearing acts. Her addictions to drug and alcohol is, is causing a rift between us. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm at a standstill. I, I don't know what else to do. It sounds like you are saying that her junky shenanigans and boozy behavior has turned you off, and you're not sure that this is the right person for you. Not, not, I'm not sure where we are at right now, and, it, and, it, and it's killing me. Well, let's see if we can resolve it. Ms. Jones, what do you say to all of these allegations? Um, I just think he's keeping me in the past. He doesn't see what I do, what I've been doing. I feel like I look great. I feel great. I definitely don't look how I used to look, and I don't see why he doesn't trust me. I think he's just holding my past against me, and we can't go forward if he's going to keep accusing me of doing things that I'm not doing. Well, let's see. So, Mr. Reed, talk to me. You still say that you're concerned because... You are seeing red flags that say addiction is still going on. Yes, Your Honor. In my head, everything was going good. Three, three years ago, we're, we're four years into our relationship. I take her to a family barbecue. Family member has some really 
world-famous barbecue with sauce. And when I say this barbecue sauce is world-famous, is people come from out of, out, of, out of state, out of town. They come from all over the place to get this family member's barbecue sauce. And you didn't bring me any today? I don't know what you trying to do. <laughs> Sorry about that, Your Honor. We were mingling at the uh, family function, and um, she had went off, I had went off, and then I heard a commotion. Uh, basically, I go to find out that there's an argument between her and another family member because she takes it upon herself to start taking seasonings out of, the, <gasps> out of the cabinet and try to remix the barbecue sauce, which, which was totally out of pocket. That's she about as out to do That, that is like messing with another woman's potato salad. Who goes into somebody's kitchen, <laughs> grabbing seasoning, touching pots? Who does that? Not when you're a guest. Venetian. Okay, so, well, first of all, that was a violation. That's a violation. Absolute violation. But what made you think that was about drugs? Well, we had got kicked out of the function. We not only got kicked out, my family wouldn't talk to me for about six months. <laughs> but when we got to the car and I confronted her about the situation, she was real fidgety and fumbly. And some drugs fell out of her purse. She assured me that, that it was, everything was going to be okay, it was cool, and she made it seem like it was a one-time situation and, and gave me comfort in believing that it was a one-time situation. But, Ms. Jones, first of all, what in the world would make you go into somebody else's kitchen and start changing their recipe? I don't even know what the sauce was. I really just tasted, tasted like, not so good. So I thought it was gravy. So I said, hey, let me season it. And then it, what I did to it wasn't even good either. So I just washed out the pan and kept it like that. Oh, girl, no, you did. It. Not only did you change the people's <laughs> sauce, but you threw it away. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. And okay. I guess it, it was wrong of me, but I'm still, I, I didn't know what it was. And it was, that's in the past. I know, like, but, but Miss Jones, just, you know, from, I'm a cook. So just from a cook's perspective, put a little bit of it in a teacup or something and mix it up the way you want to without ruining the way other people do it. That's just common sense and common you courtesy. You would think. You would think. Unless there's something that was going on. So Mr. Reed is concerned that it's because you were not in your right mind because you were doing drugs. Is that true? Not at all. The so you were not high when that happened? No, I wasn't high. Because when I'm high, I can't, I can't eat. I can't do anything. I can't... I... So why did drugs fall out your pocket? Um, they were in my pocket, but I didn't do them that day. They were for later on in the evening. So See, that's me in disbelief. That See, was, that was three years ago, though, so I got... I know, but here's like the now. thing. This is something that happens in society right now, and it happens all the time. I'm sure you've been watching it. People will do something, and then they apologize, and the folk that it was done to are supposed to just forget about it. Just, everybody just says, okay, well, I apologize. Well, that doesn't always work. Because people will forgive you for what you did, but they don't forget how you made them feel when you did it. So it may be three years ago to you, but anytime any little thing comes up, Mr. Reed thinks of it as having happened 20 minutes ago. That's because that feeling of mistrust and dishonesty came right back. Now, Mr. Reed... Am I interpreting that correctly? Absolutely, and I thank you for that, Your Honor. We were having a little date date. The police uh, starts driving forward. She takes something out of her boob and drops it on my lap. The police officer gets out of his car. I look on my lap, he looks on my lap, and it's a bag of drugs. 
Your Honor, I go to jail that day. Your man went to jail because of some junkie shenanigans. Yes. So talk to me a little bit about what else is going on. Your, your Honor, this, the, she had, again, she had made me feel comfortable in thinking that this was a one-time situation. We were having a little date date, and uh, we're chilling in the car. The police uh, starts driving forward, and she starts to get erratic. And I'm wondering why is she tripping off of the police coming when we're just chilling. But in her uh, erratic behavior and in her moving, she takes something out of her boob and drops it on my lap. The police officer gets out of his car. I look on my lap, he looks on my lap, and it's a bag of drugs. Your Honor, I go to jail that day. Now, the case, the charges got dismissed, Your Honor, but I still had to spend two days in jail. I have five children, four of which I take care of full time. I can't afford to be going through situations and be put in positions like this. Ms. Jones, is Mr. Reed conveying what occurred correctly? Yes. And I do feel bad about what happened in the situation, but after that incident with him going to jail, I did um, end up seeking rehab. Um, and during that time, I did six months inpatient, 15 months outpatient, and still go to meetings. I still do in Narcotics Anonymous and um, working on my 12 steps. So your man went to jail because of some junkie shenanigans? Yes. Yes, And... You do realize what, how y'all have just avoided a complete tragedy. Yes. Because if he had moved to the left or to the right or did any quick motions, Lord knows that could have been a tragedy. If the police didn't believe that the drugs weren't his and didn't dismiss the charges, he would have had probably felony on your record. That prevents you from getting jobs. Did you even think about what the ramifications were when you made that choice? I was high. I guess I didn't think, but I, d- I did apologize to him. He knows I love him, and that's not who I am today. Again, so, like and I don't want some, that uh, person Honor, to uh, convey who I am today from that. Sometimes uh, the apologies then. just make you feel like you're just stuck with, with that repetition of apologies and then it's... Mr. Mr. Reed, I, I, I see that this is, again, as I pointed out earlier, every time it gets brought up, every time you think about it, it's like it happened 20 minutes ago. And then what goes on in his mind is what could have happened. And not knowing all the circumstances, the fact that this man has custody of four minor children tells me that this man places kids at the top of his list and their welfare. Mr. Reed, am I correct? You're absolutely right, Your Honor. So how'd you get through that, sir? I love her. I love her. I love her a lot. And um, I feel like it's just a, uh, a bowl of BS that mm. I have to take, chew, and swallow. No matter how big the pill is, I feel like I have to be consistent in loving her because from hearing her story, every, everybody just drops, leaves her alone, and gives up on her. And I, I don't want to give up on her. She disappeared for three days one time, and I see her walking down the street in her bra and panties, Your Honor. All the stories he's saying are before rehab. You, Ms. Jones, said that you want to prove that you have been clean and sober. Ms. Reed doesn't believe you. So you submitted to a drug and alcohol test according to the drug test. I don't feel like I'm addicted, though.
If you'd like your case to be heard on Divorce Court, call us toll-free at 1-877-311-2222 or log on to our website at divorcecourt.com. Missed a show? Watch full episodes on our streaming platforms and follow us on social media for exclusive content. Ms. Jones, just defend yourself. Tell me what changes you've made in your life. I've made many changes. Um, I work. I eat. <laughs> um, I take care of his kids like they're my own kids. I'm their mom. I'm their mom. I've been there in my addiction, even I wasn't around the kids. I leave, fight or flight, I'm gone. I'm out the house, he'd have to come find me. But I'm not, I wasn't around and I've been who I am. I take the kids to school every day. I wake up and do that. I do their shopping. I pick them up from school. I take them to football practice. Like I've been a constant, relevant me, the person who he's wanted me to be and it's still not good enough. Mr. When Reed, is that going to be good enough? Is that accurate? Has has she been this bl- constant and consistent person with your children? No, not 100% accurate. There's an occasion when she had told me that she had a job interview. Mm-hmm. She had called my sister in lieu of uh, picking my daughter up. My daughter had called me when she had got out of school. I'm at work. Asked me, where's Lanisha? I said, where your auntie is supposed to pick you up. I called my sister. She said, I never got a phone call from Lanisha. I called Lanisha, she's at the house, didn't never go to the job interview. My daughter stuck at, at school. I had to leave work early to get to my daughter in order for her to get picked up and... Was there a reason behind that? No, no real legitimate. She never gives me anything that makes me feel comfortable with the, with the details. She disappeared for three days one time. I'm rolling around looking for her all over the place and I see her walking down the street in her bra and panties, Your Honor. It, and, it, and, it, and it had me mortified. When I pull up on her, she breaks, runs. When I turn down the street that she turned down, she's nowhere to be found, Your Honor. I'm talking about ghost. Miss Jones, straight junkie shenanigans, you agree? Yeah, because I was a junkie then. That was before rehab. All the stories he's saying are before rehab. So what is the problem? So what I is the problem sexy, right now? Because... Like, I dress sexy. He knows that, and he likes when I dress like that. But just on that particular occasion, because... Girl, you can't walk down the street in a bride bra. I, it was booty shorts huh? and a There's little, a like... between sexy... And naked. It, I wasn't naked. They were and little booty sexy, shorts and a little be sexy in the bedroom. I'm cute. So what? In lieu of all of these things that were going on, we, we had a conversation. We need a good orderly direction. God, G-O-D. You understand what I'm saying? So we agreed to go to church. First Sunday, Your Honor, first Sunday, we're sitting in church. We're not in church for an hour. She walks out. I go outside the church to go check on her. She's sitting in the car. I opened the door, I asked her, hey, babe, are you all right? She said, no, I'm not feeling well. My body is hot. I look on the side of her, and it's a small bottle of alcohol. I confront her about it. She tells me that it was some alcohol from from prior. We left church. Ms. Jones? We drank the night before together. I was hungover. I was hot. I felt like I was going to vomit. I stayed for the music. I got halfway through the sermon. I'm like, I don't even feel right being in here that I bottle felt disrespectful sitting the bottle wasn't in the car before. You don't know where it came from because neither do I, but I know we drank together the night before, <laughs> and that's why I was hungover. We drank together. We drink. <laughs> but you told me you were I would, sober. I drink I drink on occasion. Then then you're not sober. You know that, right? 
Well, with somebody who has an addiction that know. you're still I'm trying to get over. I'm sorry? I'm clean from drugs, but I do drink on occasion. I no, but you do realize then that you, what you've done is trade one addiction for another. I don't feel like I'm addicted, though. Ms. Jones said that you um, want to prove that you have been clean and sober. Yes, Ms. Yes. Reed doesn't believe you. So you submitted to a drug and alcohol test. Mr. Reed, you said you wanted to know what those results are because you need to know for yourself. Am I correct? Yes, Your Honor. Robert, will you please uh, retrieve the results? Because I'm trying to figure out if the junkie shenanigans and the boozy behavior is continuing because you are still abusing drugs. Only you know what you've been doing. You're the one that says you've been clean and sober. That's what you said, right? Lanisha Jones, prior to coming to court today, we administered a drug test that you agreed to. According to the drug test, the results revealed that you tested positive for marijuana and cocaine in your system. It's not real. I didn't... Whatever. Mr. Reed, I'm going to offer, because of the children, you the opportunity to get clean for yourself. I'm going to offer that. But I'm going to advise you, sir. You have a responsibility to children. You need to just take care of you and your children. Because Miss Jones is not an example for them. You're a strong, good man, but you need to be real strong and you need to walk away and let Miss Jones get clean for herself. Your children I'm need sorry. you to step up and be their father. And you deserve to have somebody who's going to be trustworthy that you can build a life with. Miss Jones, I bless your heart. But if you don't get clean, you're going to die in those streets. You're going to die, ma'am. You're going to die. Sister to sister, you're going to die. I understand that. And I'm sorry. I do want to change. And I love you. I messed up, but I don't do it often. I really don't. Mr. Reed. I went out this weekend. I don't ever tell people to leave their spouse. So I don't believe that I have that right. But I am telling you right now, when you walk out of here today, you need to drop Miss Jones off at rehab, but you need to keep walking. Robert, that's such a sad case, but it is one that I am glad he now knows the truth. If they were just a couple, it would have been so much easier. Right, but with with children involved in this and minor children, um, I think he needed to have his eyes open to what he's exposing those kids to. You know, you gave him the truth. I had no choice. Um, when it all comes down to it, he has one first obligation, and it's not to Miss Jones. Right. It's to his children. Absolutely. And also to himself. Yeah, he looks run down. Yeah, junkie shenanigans will do that to you. Mm -hmm.